This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby Fourth Generation, Missouri Meerschaum, and the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing well. We, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's raining. It's it's coming a, a dude. A, you are not lying. A gully washer here in Jackson, Mississippi. Whoa, and, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. A what? What? A, a, a gully washer. A, is that a thing? You know, the uh, it's raining cats and dogs. That's, I mean, a, that's a thing. It's raining. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Look. <laughs> it's raining real heavily, and you know, the uh, the quarter shopping center that the uh, Country Squire has been in since 1970, uh, we are the oldest tenant in this building. And uh, this this building, we, we love it, but it's very much, um, it, it's... It, 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 it's kind of a dive. <laughs> and so as we're sitting here getting ready, there's like, you know, we hear these uh, waterfalls right. in the background and Bo's like, what's that? And it's like, oh, it's just raining. And he's like, in the shop? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, in the shop. <laughs> there's, there's there's no you rain know, coming down in this area. That's not, the main Not thing. this area. We, we did have a light bulb explode in the front of the shop a few minutes that ago. That was exciting. Happen. That it was, was exciting. Yeah. I've never seen that happen yeah, before. Yeah, people pay good money to watch stuff like that. So you, you got that for free tonight, Bo. <laughs> Maybe our listeners will get lucky and, uh, and it, we'll have it on the air. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, it's a nasty, nasty day out there, but uh, makes for uh, some good smoking weather, all things considered. I like, I, I'd, I'd agree. We talk about how, like, right in front of the door, in front of the shop here, uh, the way that the, the complex works, all the water, like, washes right in front of the door. Yeah. And I was saying, that's nice. It locks the customers in. It And, and keeps... And keeps them out. Keeps them out. <laughs> <laughs> We've been asking them to fix that for at least 15 years, and every time we uh, complain, they're like, ah, we'll get to it next month. So. Well, as long as it's over a decade. Right, yeah, that's, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> they're very consistent on that. So, what's going on with you, man? Man, uh, you know, just uh, taking it easy, taking it easy, putting the feet up, not doing... No, that's never the case. I was case. about to say, all of that is lies. Yeah, that's never the case. Uh, now, you know, this morning uh i was walking out the door and uh it, to, go, to go to a meeting and my eldest uh child starts throwing up all over the place yeah that's right sorry to share that on the thing but here's the deal so she she throws up and so she's sick right and so uh you know you get a sick day when you're when you're having an upset stomach yeah and uh and so i i knocked out my meeting meeting came back to the house uh, to stay with her and you know she was just jumping on the couch and she was just like you know bouncing off the walls and everything else I'm like this kid is not sick like <laughs> i was like did she make herself do this like what 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 is up here right and so you know i'm driving her to the store and everything else and i'm, I'm you know she's just having a good old time and saying and i'm like all right now you're supposed to be sick and i was like how would you like uh for lunch how would you like pizza or a chocolate cake. Like, oh, I want pizza chocolate. I was like, oh, well, I forgot, but you're sick, so you can't have that. <laughs> I was trying to get her to confess that she was not actually Yeah, you're sick. sarcastically kind of making fun of your daughter. Yeah. Like, trying to say, hey, you like, oh, we're going to eat pizza and ice cream since we're sick, and your right stomach in front can of handle you. that, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, here's the problem. As soon as we started talking about it, she just round two all over the car i mean it was just i felt <laughs> That's terrible disgusting. man i mean just father of the year right there you're like I'm, oh yeah we're gonna you're so you're so sick you can't eat this and this and this and like oh quit vomiting quit vomiting. yeah yeah no it was terrible it was it was absolutely terrible i apologized profusely saying to her and, and got her cleaned up but i felt so terrible man it was it was uh someday your tiny daughter will uh will will not be tiny anymore and she'll uh be of age where she can smoke a pipe perhaps and, <laughs> right. and, and, and the pipe can uh be its own type of medication for her so, um, <laughs> there you go which is a lot better than other medications that uh, some older people use. There you go. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Actually, I don't know, man. For an upset stomach, I don't know that I'd go for my pipe. But I guess some people do. Maybe some whiskey. 
Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. You I mean, it depends, right? It does, certainly does. <laughs> I'll tell you where I, when I am going to go for my pipe. Is when you're drinking whiskey? No, when, I, when I'm in Chicago. Oh, when, yeah, that's exactly right. Which is coming up in just a couple of weeks, man. <laughs> man, we are just I'm a so few excited. weeks away from the Chicago Pipe Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is happening. Uh, this is going to be happening, of course, April 30th. Chicago. It's Chicago like, just, Pipe Show. In a couple of weeks here. I'm so excited, dude. Like we've discussed, I've never been before. And uh, we're not going to get to see a whole lot of the town, you know, because we're going to be at the, at the Pipe Show, which is kind of out a little bit. Bit, but um, man, we're so excited to uh, get to meet you know the um, the 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 brass tacks of the uh, you know or, or the I, how do you how do you say like the, the, I don't, the creme brass de, not not brass tack the, the, the creme de la creme the creme de la creme the the, the bee's knees the top of the, tier of the of the pipe world yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just I mean I'm so excited <laughs> there's us <laughs> and then like way up here there's like all these folks that you're gonna meet at the uh, the, the Chicago pipe show yeah they've stuck us in a corner we, somewhere look, we're we're like but, scraping <laughs> the bottom of the barrel actually I don't think they have stuck us in a corner or if they did I think that it's gonna be a very nice corner. Oh, it'd be a very lavish corner. No, I'm, lo- yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but it's, it's well great. above our means. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, that's definitely true. Look, it's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, April 30th and May 1st, yeah. uh, the Chicago Pipe Show. Already seen some of you guys uh, tweet and Facebook again, letting us know mm-hmm. that you're going to be there. We cannot wait. You know, don't feel shy. Uh, come up, say, hey, say, hey, I listen to your show. Uh, I hate your show and I hate both of you. <laughs> or if you feel the You're opposite. You're not going to say that. <laughs> if you feel the opposite, we'd love to hear that as well. We're but, really codependent, so don't say that to our face. Yeah, Just don't say, say it behind to our, our back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or, or do it in the true Southern way and like turn around and then say, let's pray for them. Boy, we sure do think those guys are lame. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, about right bless their hearts <laughs> bless their hearts yeah that's right that's right look we hope to meet a lot of you guys while we're there uh we will certainly be recording gathering audio uh we've got uh, we actually were just talking about it before the show we yeah, got some great shows yeah. leading up to uh next week we also I'm excited uh our next we have some great shows leading up to the pipe show yep. we'll also be recording while we're there uh we may even kind of put it out there in terms of when we'll be recording uh, in fact the best way to keep up with where to find us and what's going on will actually be to follow us on twitter uh so if you're not already following us at Squire Radio, that's going to be your best bet. You yep. can also follow us personally at The Real Bo York, at John David Cole, that good stuff. Yep. But at Squire Radio, we'll be keeping you up with our location and what events uh, we will be at and, and what's going on. So uh, we definitely hope to uh, meet several of you there and look forward to bringing you a lot of great content from the Chicago Pipe Show. Man, can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Other than the uh, the the roof falling in with all this rain, anything else eventful going on here at the shop? <laughs> no, not a lot, man. We're uh, we're just kind of trucking along. It's been uh, kind of a sleepy March going into April, which has been uh, been ticking up just a little bit. Yeah. So we're uh, yeah we're happy to be here. It's a beautiful time of year, uh, except for today. And uh, yeah, things have been uh, been really nice around ye old pipe shop. Well, the weather's rough, but we've got a great topic to uh, to discuss here on the show. But first, at the top of the show, let's go ahead and tell you about our sponsor this week. You know, we mentioned it last week, but we've got Eric Stokeby, fourth generation, sponsoring the show with just some absolutely gorgeous products. Yeah. Uh, the 1882 Founders Blend. You know, actually, I think I mentioned this last week. You know, he's got this series uh, of, of blends and, t- and pipes that are all kind of generationally based, which makes a That's lot right. of sense if you consider the the history of the Stokeby family. Yeah, yeah. It goes way back. Of course, Stokeby is, uh, you know, just synonymous with, you know, really high quality in the pipe world. And uh, if, you, if you are a pipe uh, connoisseur or collector, you're going to have uh, products uh, in, in your cellar and also on your pipe rack that you know, are, for, are from um, Eric and and his family, but uh, yeah, we're just really happy to have the 1882 Founders Blend. Uh, the what what he's done here is come out with a uh, Latakia and Oriental 
uh, blend that's uh, just got a variety of Virginias and Kentucky uh, burley in it. And uh, it's just a classic English smoke, uh, really tasty. Uh, comes in a 100-gram or a 40-gram tin. And uh, just all, as, as you can expect from uh, the fourth-generation tobacconist and Eric, uh, just really nice packaging. And, um, yeah, it'll be something that you'll be happy to have in your cellar. Well, the other beautiful thing is, of course, not only does he have these great uh, tobacco products, but also some great pipes as well. Again, carrying on that generational theme uh, with the 1882. Now, John David, how would you describe that pipe shape for these these particular pipes? Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at a shape like that, I typically will call it like a brandy. Uh, some people will call it kind Ooh. of a volcano, but I, I typically will refer to it as the shape of a brandy. And uh, with the 1882, you've kind of got a, uh, a canted uh, brandy, something that, I think a volcano would have probably a wider bottom. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a real handy, uh, classic uh, style, but with kind of a Danish flair to it. So, uh, very uh, handy shaped pipe. It's one of those that uh, has a substantial size briar, but uh, you know, with a medium sized bowl and just a very nice, uh, slight bend on the stem. So, just a real attractive pipe. Uh, something that if you want it, something that looks classically Danish, but isn't going to take up too much room or uh, be way too you know, gaudy. I think this is certainly a pipe y'all look into. Yeah. Look, check out his products. They're really, really gorgeous. Fourth generation tobacco.com is the place to find them. And Hey, let them know that you heard about them on country squire radio. Yep. All right, man. A great, uh, appropriate that the, uh, the 1882 would be an English blend. Yeah, that's right. Uh, given that what we're talking about tonight, we are for the second time ever, uh, doing a top three, busting it back open, man. Yeah. yeah. This and has been a lot of fun to be able to, um, kind of pry into different aspects of pipe smoking and, and yeah, picking the top three. And we are for this blend. Uh, <clears throat> for this top three, we're doing top three English blends, Cherryo Governor. You, you, I mean, you, you sound like you're out of a just a just an awful movie. <laughs> pip, 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 Cherryo. Well, you know we are tea talking, and crumpets. So, so are we talking like Southern this England so, here? Are we so talking? Offended. Are we talking? Yeah, I mean, there, we, there's British people now that are like you know stabbing themselves in the eyeballs because of listening to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they definitely uh, don't want to listen ever again. That's for man, sure. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, we're talking about English blends. We're talking about the top three English blends. We thought that we'd bust that out and uh, and and honor you with our uh, you know our our best uh, our best English accents. So uh, which I haven't I haven't given mine yet. Oh wait, well just, you got to put it out there. You just have to wait for mine. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. You had kind of a Harry Potter thing. Going that's on all there. I got. I, I don't know. I don't think I have much to play with tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but top three English blends. Top three English blends. There you so go. <laughs> um, we, you know when we talk about English blends, we let, let's define kind of what we're talking about here. So. Um, you know, a lot of folks when they come in the Squire, they'll say, "Oh, well, I, I know you've I know you've got really good aromatic blends. What kind of English blends do you have?" And a lot of times, um, people will use that term English blend as uh, kind of synonymous with um, non-aromatic, and that's yeah. classically kind of what it was seen as. Um, basically, the name English blend came about for the 20th century. Most pipe tobaccos that were featured and made in in Great Britain uh, were not flavored with anything because before the late 1980s, um, you could not actually flavor pipe tobacco in the UK. So it was illegal to add any type of flavoring product to pipe tobacco, you know, in, in in the UK. And so therefore, when people talked about, you know, English blends, they were talking about blends that did not have any kind of flavoring in them, just by virtue well, of Just them, like English you know, food and um, English beer and English, I'm just kidding. Things that, are, you, are you saying things that have no flavor? Is that right? Look, I, 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 I kid. <laughs> Don't because say I, that about English beer. Look, I'm a York. I love the English. <laughs> I love the English. Um, man, yeah. So you've got, you know, you kind of had this, uh, you know, this era where, 
uh, blends uh, that were sold and, and manufactured in England could not be flavored. And so people kind of, you know, that was just, you know, what you thought of as an English style blend was something yeah. that did not have flavor in it. So, um, it, like I said, in the late 80s, when that, um, you know, kind of um, regulation, I guess, went out where they could actually start introducing some flavor into these blends. Uh, you know, English blends became eventually more synonymous with blends that feature Latakia. And so now uh, when you talk about an English blend, you're not really talking about all aromatics. But uh, nowadays, the you know, a proper, you know, well-versed tobacconist would say an English blend is something that uh, features some degree of Latakia, in it, mm-hmm. uh, which were, uh, you know, which were. Uh, which is which is kind of where people take that now. So, and then aside from English blends, think of it in kind of a big tent thing. On one side, you've got non-aromatics. On the other side, you've got aromatics. And but but then under the non-aromatics, you've got English blends and you know uh, Virginias, Burleys, Periques, uh, Orientals, Balkans, and all these other things. And and and, and um, you know people break them down in different ways. Right. So, uh, but for the for the point of the English blend tonight, what we're uh, discussing is something that. Uh, refers to a blend that is um, is uh, featuring Latakia, where the Latakia is in the forefront of the blend. Uh, so that's a prerequisite for tonight's top that, three? That, that's right. Okay. That's right. So uh, the Latakia is in the forefront. We're kind of defining English blend as that. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times you'll have heavy, uh, you know, uh, mild or, you know, medium flavored English blends that have kind of a uh, um, level of robustness to it. And then also you've got blends that, and sometimes are going to be, um, they call them English aromatics, or I, I often refer to them as hybrid blends, you know. I, okay, so, so I've heard you say hybrids. English yeah. aromatics does sound a little bit like an oxymoron. Yeah, well, it, 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 it kind of does. It's I think what most people are trying to go with there is they're saying this is a blend that is flavored and has some flavored elements in it, mm. but also features that Latakia that uh, just gives it kind of a nice smokiness. So, so it's kind of almost like an evolution of yeah, flavors. Yeah, it, it's, it's the same thing. Okay. But uh, so you've got, um, you know, these blends that are kind of in between where you've got some some flavored elements, maybe a Cavendish that's got a little vanilla on it or, you know, some other sweet component there, um, and, and then mixed with that smoky Latakia. So, um, you know, so all those are kind of kind of in with each other. But um, anyway, so we're talking about English blends tonight. We've got top three. Um, and, and and this is difficult for me for, for a few reasons, right? You're an English guy. I, I'm not an English guy. I mean, my, I mean... My name is English. Well, what? But 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 I'm not an English smoker. Okay, yeah, I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not an English smoker. I, I'm a. Um, I'm a Virginia smoker, and I'm a Perique smoker. Yeah, but isn't that relatively new? Haven't you historically been an English guy until like a year ago? I I don't. I don't typically, and haven't typically ever turned to Latakia as a. Why did you always make fun of me for not liking English? I. Or was that just more of a snob? I think thing? It, I think it was more of a non-aromatic thing. Okay, all right. Because yeah. there, there is there is a snobbery that I've yeah. noticed, especially yeah. just in the pipe community overall, when it comes to English, which sure. is that you know, oh, if you don't like English, then <laughs> you don't like pipe tobacco, right? You right. Know? And so, like, there's a there's our an live studio there, audience it? makes uh, regular fun of us That's, for, this for is not true. choking down buckets of Latakia each week. Well, so. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been enjoying a little bit of Latakia. Well, no, that's now. great. And see, so yeah. now you like English blends. But there you go. Yeah, I, and I think that's kind of where the confusion can come in because yeah, just because. Uh, you, you you don't like aromatics doesn't mean it puts you all of a sudden in the English category. It might put you in the Virginia category or a Perique or you know some type of Oriental or Burley. Um, th- there are, there are blends that feature the Oriental you know tobaccos where the the Latakia might play a part in the blend, but the Latakia is in the background. Huh? And I'm much more prone to like those blends than I am the full English blend where you've got a, just a real heavy smokiness that that's kind of up front. So, all right. So so uh, th- that's part of the part of the 
difficulty here for me. So looking at it from my own standpoint, you've got the most popular English blends of all time. Okay. Uh, And then you've got, you know, kind of if I were to smoke the ones that I like the most and the ones that I see, you know, the people around me smoking the most that I probably have the most, uh, you know, most favor towards, then it's like those English blends. So which ones do you pick? Sure, sure, sure. Um, sure. Well, if you can't be with the ones you love, smoke the ones you're with. So. Yeah. <laughs> did you just write like a sonnet or something? I, I Is think that I what that did. was? <laughs> uh, all right. So how are you going to do this? You're going to do yeah. three, two, one, or one? T- let, let's do three, two, one. Right. Let's let's do three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Let, let's let's do three, two, one. So I've got a. Uh, I'm going to go with my first uh, kind of you know, a view of this, which is going to be on the popularity scale and just what, what I think mm-hmm. are the gold standards of English blends over the 20th century. Okay. Right. Now included in this definition of English blend, you can, you can kind of do a, uh, you know, the corollary or the addition of Balkan and, uh, Turkish tobaccos. So these are, these are tobaccos that, you know, they might have, you know, other ingredients in them that might, uh, qualify them as like, you know, a Balkan style blend or something like that. But I'm putting this under the English category because when you smoke the tobacco, you're smoking, you're, you're tasting Latakia. The Latakia is front and center. Sure. So uh, that, those are, it punches you in the face. Those are, those are tobaccos that were, that were, um, you know, kind of going after here. So top three English blends of all time, certainly of the 20th century. Number three, I'm going to go with, um, this is interesting, Presbyterian mixture. Now, we've talked about Presbyterian wow, mixture. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're putting yeah. Presbyterian Anglican. You I, are putting right, Presbyterian right. in your top three. Yeah, in the English category. Yeah. In, okay, in the English, because Presbyterian, look, Presbyterian blend yeah. is a polarizing blend. It is, it is. But but and I think it's almost for that reason that it gets so much discussion that I think it belongs in probably the top three of all time. So think think about okay, all think right. about think about how much you know this is generated over time. Just the everyone's tried Presbyterian mixture at some point. At or some point, you have it's you, very you haven't. You gotta get on that. It's ubiquitous. It's one of those that you're just gonna find in any pipe shop you walk into. Um and and, and so you know you. you you have to try it. It's one of those that uh, has a lot of different elements going on, but definitively, we have it has been proven that this tobacco features Latakia in a very strange, <laughs> in a very strange way. It it, it does. Uh-huh. So uh, it's a full body. This is a coarse cut tobacco. Right. Uh, there are Oriental and Turkish leaves in it as well. Um, uh, the story of the tobacco is really funny. It's um, it was made for uh, the Reverend Doctor John White of Glasgow, Scotland, and uh, he shared it with some of his buddies, and the tobacco kind of migrated uh it was blended for him in scotland but the you know which they call it presbyterian mixture because the uh church of scotland is of course a presbyterian church oh, yeah, yeah. is kind of how they Absolutely. how that comes you you be aware of that so um so it, somehow it migrated down to england and it, it actually got popular because the prime minister stanley baldwin in the 1920s prime minister of the united kingdom he he started smoking this tobacco and he, he found out that it came from this uh church of scotland pastor right and he was like well we need to call this you know that presbyterian mixture it's that, that it's that Presbyterian mixture. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of how that came about. Um, it's funny the Presbyterian mixture, uh, which was made for a Scot, is an English blend. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's fascinating. I don't know. It's kind of kind of interesting. Oh, those English Imperials. That's it, all they do. They I capture know. everybody else's. Uh, I know. Know, Stick a flag in it's ours now. It's uh yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's milled with the uh, finest tears of all its subjects. Uh, but anyway, they would have had a Church of England blend, but they kept on killing off all the recipes as soon as they came up with them. <laughs> 
they sent him to the tower. That's right. That's right. That's terrible. I'm going to go cry. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, I think with Presbyterian mixture, actually, you got when you this, dug deep, it was basically just that Catholic blend. Just not as strong. Just not as strong. No, just not as strong. You, you can do basically whatever you want to do with the blend. Just don't block the aisle. All right. That's, you cannot block the aisle. That, that's all. I'll, no more jokes. I apologize. Um, so anyway, you've got, you, you've got Presbyterian mixture. It's, it's got a lot going on. There's a, um, just a wild variety of tobaccos in this, but, but the consensus is this is an English blend. It's one of those that, uh, is ubiquitous. Everyone's tried it at some point and, and it's, although it is polarizing, it's one of those that I think a lot of folks have, uh, have really taken to and have also, you know, put on their, you know, if this is a top 10 tobacco that you've got to try, mm-hmm. if you want to know what it's like to be a pipe smoker, I think in most people's list, Presbyterian mixture would, would make that list. So, uh, number three, on um, uh, top three English blends of all time, I put a uh, Presbyterian. Fair enough. Like yeah. I said, you got to try it. You don't have a choice. Uh, Dunhill nine six five is number two, um, and and this one this one I think is obvious. I I, I kind of went back and forth between a few Dunhill blends on this, but you know obviously uh, you've got the connection to people like. Uh, William Faulkner, who mm, smoked mm-hmm, some of the mm-hmm. uh, finest of Dunhill tobaccos. Of course, I think he had his own mixture as well. But my mixture 965 was uh, is just synonymous with a uh, clean, standard, full English blend. You know, you open the tin, nice ribbon cut, uh, you know, full-bodied blend. Just got a really uh, bold tin note. But when you smoke it, you're getting medium to heavy Latakia. Um, you know, it, just a dash of that Oriental. And then what they describe as the brown Cavendish, which is kind of in the background. So uh, it's got kind of a nutty flavor. Hmm. Um, it's it's full to medium bodied uh, when you, you know, as far as the uh, strength of it goes with the smoke, the uh, like any good English blend, it makes the room smell like sin, um, which which we love. And, uh, you know, it's uh, and, and again, it has that strong tin note that you can kind of come out with. So um, I, I went back and forth between a few Englishes and I landed on the Dunhill for uh, for our top three. It's not surprising. I mean, honestly, that's one that I feel like would be far less contested than something like a Presbyterian brand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Now that that uh, that's a strong number two pick. Yeah. Strong number two. Um, number one. This might this might have a few detractors of itself uh, of its of its own, but uh, I, I thought it was worthy of it, and that is uh, Balkan Sobrani. Now Balkan Sobrani, uh-huh. we've uh-huh. done, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the uh, we actually did a, an episode. I think we featured it in a tobacco talk. Was it uh, or was many, it Esquire many, Select? Many, many moons ago. Yeah, we, it, it could have been Esquire Select, but but I know we've talked about uh, Balkan Sobrani. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Add you know at, at length in in the past, and so um, uh, Balkan Sobrani, interesting tobacco, probably the most storied English blend of the 20th century, and and one that you know over the years, lots and lots of tobacconists tried to replicate, particularly as the blend itself changed. Uh, with the availability of different tobaccos coming in and out. So uh, Brawlkin Sobrani, obviously a very complex blend, uh, hard to get. It's one of those that uh, was, uh, you know, ubiquitous, you know, certainly during the, from the 40s to the uh, late 60s, and then it kind of went out of favor and then even um, was shuttered for a season. Now it's, uh, you know, back open um, and, and uh, you know, being blended. And I, I just think it's one of those that, you know, obviously the English blend, the the Balkan Sobrani of today is uh, different than it was of 50 years ago. But uh, it is one of those that I think you have to honor as probably the the gold standard of 20th century mm. uh, English blend. Strong so, words. It, it is. It, it is a strong word to say, but I, I would put it there. Um, you know, runners up with this, and it's hard to even dis- describe these tobaccos as uh, runners up, but, you know, another Dunhill tobacco, the uh, Dunhill Nightcap, uh, which is going to have more 
uh, that robust Latakia flavor. Um, you know, it, people, when they want that, you know, solid, you know, real thick smoke before they go to bed, a lot of times they'll turn to that nightcap. Uh, Esoterica Penzance, uh, another uh, kind of uh, polarizing tobacco, but one that obviously has a lot of popularity and that is that, that is seen uh in evidence you know primarily just by how expensive it is yeah and, and how hard it is to get yeah but, i mean it's uh it's it's one of those i've got some yeah oh i've got some <laughs> but, but you can't have any but i'll sell it to you that's the thing like i've been saving it for for you know a special occasion and yeah. it's just even then when special occasions arise it's like is this is it special enough? Yeah, and and the the Penzance is interesting to me. I, it's going to taste terrible, isn't it? Well, I've, I've yet to try it. The thing is, like it it's it's good. It's a good English blend. Got those I, crystals. I, it, it is. It's got those little uh, little crystals. Yeah, the little crystals that grow on top yeah. of them. Yeah. It, no, the 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 Penzance. It it's a good blend. I'm not a Latakia smoker, so I'm not one of these people sure. that just nerds out on you know premium. Uh, you know wh- which one is better than the other one, but I think uh, Penzance. The allure of it is, I, I must say, I-, I I might take some heat for this, but I-, I think it's a lot like a Cuban cigar. You just you just can't get it, Bo. You, you just can't find one, and that's you know? what makes it special. And-, and I think that's what you know when people get it, they uh, it- it's a great blend. I mean, Jermaine does a really good job with uh, you know blending these tobaccos and um, all the esoterica stuff is just fantastic. But um, y- you know, I think um, I. You know, would I put it in the top three English blends of all time? Probably not. When I when I bust open my Penzance, I am going to smoke it on. Like I'll probably do a Periscope. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I think because I, I I intended. Yeah, I think I mentioned this, but I intended to actually smoke my Penzance on uh, on International Pipe Smoking Day. Um, but then my buddy that I was supposed to smoke it with didn't show up, and you, I couldn't get a hold of him. So I ended up uh, saving it. You should probably do it on like uh, on the Pirate Day. Pirate oh Pirates of Penzance. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, that's on, a good idea. Maybe we could have another pirates episode. Yeah, I I, I've got I've got a special <laughs> occasion lined up for it that hopefully will be coming in the next uh, couple of days, if, if not a couple of weeks. But uh, one way or the other, I'll be uh, I'll be busting out. That's exciting. Okay, um, so you did so Penzance though. Contested, yeah, I, 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 okay. I would say these are ones that are like you know if 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 I personally had to go with like the the, the on the tobaccos that made the bubble. No, no, no they were in con, the they were in consideration. But, uh, so you had Penzance Nightcap, uh, Balkan Sassini. Uh, Balkan Sassini obviously was uh, is a is a excellent tobacco in its own right and it was made as i guess you'd say a clone of balkan sobrani uh, balkan sobrani kind of went out of favor and uh, eventually was quit being you know quit being manufactured and then sassini came along as kind of a um, kind of a uh, tobacco in the spirit of Balkan Sobrani. And now, uh, actually, I've got a lot of customers at the Squire that would prefer Balkan Sassini over Balkan Sobrani oh, wow. any day of the week. Yeah. So, uh, And then Squadron Leader. Squadron Leader, a great uh, tobacco by Sam Gaywith that uh, that has just been around forever that we um, that we know and love. So um, at the Squire, we've got Squire uh, English blends as well. Yeah, which you intentionally kind of take out of the running because you're the one responsible for most of them now yeah. i guess i guess the english blends though I, well let's see you've got um you blended up a uh, bag end right bag end's an english right. blend it, it, well i tend to call it more of a hybrid um, like no it's more of a, a scottish style or oriental mixture okay and the reason i say that is because it features the orientals more than it does the latakia okay, but fair enough. Um, but in the english kind of category i've got uh, bowser's castle uh baker street and cornishman uh baker street i think would be probably our best seller currently of the Squire blends that are English blends. It's a, a heavy English, 
smoke's cool. It has some perique in it, so it's got plenty of strength. But um, it's one of those, its bark is kind of louder than its bite. You smell it, and you're like, oh, this is going to be strong. And then you, <laughs> then you smoke it, and you're like, oh, it's kind of it's kind of flavorful right. and sweet. It's real nice. But uh, Bowser's Castle, obviously, uh, our fullest English. It's actually got some oriental leaf in it, too, and uh, lots of real dark, rich, uh, velvety Virginias in there that kind of set it off. And then uh, Cornishman, our, our most classic English blend, has been with us for um, for 46 years now. And uh, and just a real mild English. You might compare it to like a Frogmorton or something like that. So now that I've talked about the ones the Squire has, and and also the top three of all time, I have to talk about my personal favorite English blend. Why did you put that in the top three? Be- because I... I'm I'm going I'm going based on the um, popular demand. I understand. Yeah, you well, and and you know you want crowd wanna, pleasers. You, you, you kind of want to go with like what's going to be like the most historic kind of thing. I don't know. There's that part of me that wants to honor like ones that you know are are the best of all time kind of thing. Look, I, I, I get know. it. I get it. I'm just saying I, that I don't know. People come to this show. I want everyone to, get to like John me. David Cole's recommendation. <laughs> I want right. everyone to like me. So we've had the top three, but what what's your real so, top so, number one? So just just if it were me and uh-huh. I had to pull for an English blend, uh-huh. uh, uh, Baker Street from the Country Squire would uh, would be number one. All right, followed all right. very shortly after by Frogmorton. Uh, on the Bayou. Oh, now, that's some good stuff. Now, now Frogmorton Bayou is fantastic. Yes. And, and really, the Frogmorton series probably should have been on the bubble as well. I I didn't put it there. Um, Are they all Englishes? But, uh, all, all the Frogmorton series feature Latakia. Yeah, okay. So I put all so of them would, in, the yeah, English, in, the, in the English category. Uh, they've got different uh, variations of that, but it's all... Uh, all very heavy Latakia, and 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 even though they say heavy, I mean certainly it's there, but it's a uh, these are these are tobaccos that aren't going to kick your tail. You know, yeah, you're going to yeah, smoke yeah. them and just get a real pleasant kind of mellowness to them. But uh, the Frogmorton Bayou is great. It's got that perique in it, which I just think is uh, is real fantastic. Uh, the cellar Frogmorton cellar is probably our best cellar. I love cellar, uh, and and it's really good. And then yeah. also just just regular Frogmorton. So uh, Baker Street Frogmorton Bayou, and then uh, wrapping it up, I have to say. Uh, Westminster by our friend Greg Peace at uh, GLP's oh, yeah, Tobacco. Yeah, yeah, Westminster, uh, full-bodied English, got uh, probably the most English of any, most Latakia of any tobacco that I enjoy. Um, and it's one of those that's just uh, rich and full. And um, it, it's one of those I can turn to occasionally and really enjoy. Um, but uh, over and above that on the Latakia spectrum, I'm, 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 I'm tapping out. <laughs> what a mess. What a mess. So here's the top three. The top here's three. my personal pick. Yeah. And here's all these other great ones as then, well. Right. So that, that that's what you get. Yeah. That's, that's good. No, no, no. I and just, that's someone that's trying to please a lot of people and also pick the top three of like, you know, some of the most storied but tobaccos of all time. You're going to learn from this, man. You can't please all the people all the time. You're going to have a bunch of people write in saying, you forgot my favorite English blend, which is such and such. <laughs> well, that's why you get three and you stick with three. I don't know. Here's what we're going to do, though. We're going to post it up on Facebook because yeah. we want to know what you guys think. What are your favorite uh, English blends? So we'll we'll be posting that up this week on the Facebook page. So head over to Facebook. Let us know what your thoughts are. We'd love to get that. Uh, man, what a excellent man! I, I think comprehensive is the best way to describe. I think that was most most <laughs> most comprehensive, Bo. Oh, oh yes, 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 quite wasn't it? Can you pour me some more uh, Scotch whiskey? That's but, my yeah. I was going to head to the pub and That's drink all you get. warm beer, <laughs> warm disgusting beer, like the English. <laughs> Not that, the, not that the English are warm and disgusting, just that that's the way they like their beer. That's the way they like their beer. No, dude. I, Look, those of you out in London that I'm going to see when I go out there in a couple of months, y'all y'all don't hate on me sh- for this. Yeah, let's show him a beer that's actually decent. There, there's lots I'm of good English beer. To it. Did you see that, that uh, Guinness has like an American lager now? I saw that. I kind of, I, I, I didn't, it didn't sit right with I me. Feel like it, it, I, I mean, feel I like it's there it, to make fun of me. It might be. You know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm intentionally not drinking it it's for It's like, here's a, here's a Guinness, but, but, you know, for you 
people that like to play pretend. Yeah. Here's your yeah. here's your baby baby beer. Right. Here's, here's it, it comes with the little bottle with one of those rubber nipple. Yeah, it's just have to satisfy yeah. the Americans, don't we? actually. Uh, Guinness is <laughs> Let's make Irish. something that tastes like crap. Right. Irish, I oh, it got to satisfy the Americans. I don't know. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. All you have to do is mumble it. Uh, I McGillicuddy and my mother in the pub where I was born. I I don't know the words. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> nope. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you somebody who does a great job. Yes. The good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we've talked about a lot of great English blends, but uh, you know what? You also need a good pipe to enjoy the men. That's right. And the great things about uh, Missouri Meerschaum that we found since they've been sponsoring the show for, gosh, several episodes now is that a lot of you people, as y'all have been uh, sending in pictures and letting us know that uh, that you've enjoyed Missouri Meerschaum, we're discovering that for many of you, Missouri Meerschaum was your first pipe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got a new pipe uh, sponsoring this particular episode from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. And uh, here, I want you to do something for me real quick. Close your eyes. Yeah. While you're listening to this right, right now, everybody close your eyes. You, close, you got your eyes closed? I, I'm joining in. On okay, this good, good, good. All right, clear your mind. Clear your mind. There's nothing there. All right, now in your mind right now, picture a corn cob pipe. Okay? That's basically the Washington pipe. Oh, man. All right, so here's the deal. The Washington pipe from Missouri Meerschaum is the, I mean, I I can only describe it as a classic corncob pipe look. Yeah. I mean, when you do close your eyes and visualize a corncob pipe, it's the shape that comes to mind. I, I think for most people, I'm curious to know what you think about this. Absolutely. Uh, but if you do happen to have a, uh, a Washington from Missouri Meerschaum, we want you to take a picture of it. Go ahead and bust it out. Smoke it this week. Uh, take a selfie. We know we love sharing those out on Twitter whenever we get those in. Yep. Uh, the Washington, of course, has a lot in common with the legend, uh, with that kind of amber stem, but uh, with the with the uh, black, uh, more uh, ebonite style looking stem, it's uh, just a little more classic look. And uh, again, Washington, uh, the Washington uh, corn cob, uh, named obviously after our first president, but also uh, Washington, Missouri, where right. uh, where where our friends at Missouri Meerschaum is uh, is based. So cool. we love our friends at Missouri Meerschaum, and we love you guys for supporting them. Pipe question of the week. All right, pipe question of the week this week is coming in to us from, man, an old-time listener right here, Mike Flutcher. Dude, love hearing from Mike. It's great. All right, he writes in, he says, have either of you had a pipe come apart while you were smoking it, uh, meaning that the tenon <laughs> yes. was so loose from the shank that it just slipped out. I have a pipe with a very loose stem, and I'm worried it might fall out at any time. I know you guys mentioned a few times in the past about how to fix this. I figured I'd ask because we weren't all masters when we started this hobby and wondered if this has ever happened. Uh, again, this is from our good boy, Mike Flutcher. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, thanks for uh, writing in, brother. It's always good to hear from you. Um, yes, uh, one of the most um, probably embarrassing moments of my life as a pipe smoker was when I pulled, I, I thought I was pulling my pipe out of my mouth to make a point uh, in a conversation I was having on my front porch. Uh, but as I pulled the bowl away from my face, the bowl went away from my face, um, but the, ma- the 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 mouthpiece uh, stayed in my mouth. And, Did that and so, happen? Yeah, so it's oh, like beautiful. I mean, yeah, just imagine holding a bowl and then you're you know got this straw hanging out of your mouth. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was humiliating. And so yes, I've had I've had a, a pipe come out uh, mid smoke, and um, you know it's it's certainly frustrating. I think we talk about the loose shank a lot. That's something that uh, folks. 
uh, come to to us with a lot. Uh, and obviously, if you if you listen to the podcast for a long time, you've heard me at some point uh, mention beeswax, uh, and that that's kind of my first stop when it comes to tightening a stem on a pipe up. So uh, typically, what I'll do go to your local farmers market. Um, it's really one of the few places you can find uh, yeah. beeswax anymore, unless you Legit order it from beeswax. somewhere on the internet. But uh, you know, get, get you get you a block of beeswax. It, it's really hard stuff. It's kind of surprising. Take your uh, pocket knife or something that you can kind of get off a little piece, and then uh, take that that beeswax and just kind of very. You're, it's it's going to be hard, but you're going to smear it around the tenon of your pipe, and so just uh, smear it real uh, delicately, but. You know, you're going to have to put some pressure on it to get around there uh, as hard around the tenon as you can. What I do is I'll shove it. I'll, once I've got the beeswax around the tenon, I'll I'll put it back into the pipe, um, kind of seat it. And then I'll actually, if it's still loose, I'll pull it out again and do that again or maybe even three times until I've kind of got just a good amount of beeswax kind of stuck in between that tenon and the mortise hole down there. So um, eventually, if you let that sit for a while and then smoke it a couple times without moving the tenon at all, your t- your pipe will tighten up some. Hmm. And I've actually had a lot of success with using that beeswax on very loose stems. Now, this is assuming that it is loose. It's not broken. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, if you do have a broken stem, uh, you know, that's something that you're just going to have to, um, you know, have to get fixed. And yeah. a pipe repair person will be able to drill that out. We've obviously got records recommendations for that uh, both here at the shop and abroad um, and and so you know they'll they can drill a tenon out replace the tenon or um, you know replace the whole stem if, if you like but uh, the beeswax is stop one for me personally um, number two you can uh, take they make these really cool little sets uh, they're a little more cumbersome to use and you have to be careful because you can damage your stem but um, they make these sets of pins these tapered pins that you can shove in the end of the tenon um, and then as you heat the tenon, like maybe over a candle, or maybe even some people use like boiling water, uh, you got to be real careful with this. But as you heat the tenon, um, that tapered pin, you can shove it up in there further and further, and it'll kind of expand that, you know, the the vulcanite oh, okay. or, the, yeah, or yeah. The, del- the ebonite that uh, has gotten uh, too too loose. And so, and once you uh, expand that pin kind of up in there, it'll it'll uh, make it to where it tightens up a little bit, and then you can pull the pin out and uh, and immediately use it. So uh, that's another option for you. Uh, for me, you know, I'm a beeswax guy. That's kind of where I turn to. As hey, mind your own beeswax, man. Yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> Pull and just don't use your own earwax, okay, beard, Bo? Beard, beard, beard cord. Okay, beard, <laughs> beard cord. Don't use your beard wax. No, don't do that. <laughs> great, uh, great suggestion and great question, Mike. Man, we love uh, love hearing from you, and uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. If you go over to CSR at Pottery send us your pipe question of the week. We'll answer it here on the show. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. Bring it. All right. This one comes in from friend of the show, Danny Vasquez. Man, always good to hear from Danny. Man, how is Danny? Have you been? Have that. you talked to Danny anytime? You know, he was actually here in Jackson uh, not too long ago. It was great. Got to sit down and. Uh, why, Danny, and, why uh, would you come to Jackson? You never tell me you're coming to Jackson. I, you're always busy. You got stuff going on. You never even checked. <laughs> I mean, probably, but you never even checked. No, that's true. That's true. Danny, come next time you're here. Let me know. I'll buy you a burger. Danny had Danny had a great visit here. We uh, sat around the. The tobacco bar here at the Country Squire and broke bread and uh, told a lot of uh, tall tales and fishing stories and had a, had a good crew here the day he was uh, he was in. So anyway, love Danny from uh, from Ames, Iowa. Uh, giant in the pipe community and just a giant in general. He's, He's a giant, very tall man. <laughs> uh, all right, here you go. Ready for this? Yeah, bring it. Bacon or bacon? 
Uh, which one of those two is the kind that's uh, fried in the skillet, but then covered in like the candy, I, like the brown sugar? I think it's the bacon. It's the bacon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I like the one that's not covered in the in the in the candy all the candied bacon, but I I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna have well, to then go, go with, for the bacon. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with bacon. Yeah, go for the bacon. On that, uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Uh, I, I was tempted to say both, and uh, yeah. but no, I'll go with the bacon. Yeah, bacon. I'll go with the bacon. Uh, sausage patty or sausage link? Uh, sausage link. All the way. I'm a link guy. Yeah. Yeah. The patty, like I there are times when I like that, but I think the um the link is more pleasing to me. There are times when I like that at lunch and dinner on a burger because that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's a cheat. It's like, hey, look, this is a very small oh, flat like a hamburger. burger. Yeah. 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 And I mean, because you can have sausage burgers. Well, you can. Not well, yeah, you Oh my gosh. If you never had one, they're delicious. No, I I have, but it's like a there's a spiciness to it that I think sets oh, it yeah. apart, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but I would rather have that in a link than I would a uh, than a in a yeah. In a no, if we're talking if we're talking breakfast, I'm a sausage link all the way. Yeah. Uh, all right, pulled pork or tenderloin. Talking about a sandwich here, pulled pork sandwich or tenderloin sandwich. Um, I have to go with pulled pork. Uh, being a child of the South, I, I do like I do like uh, tenderloin. Um, yeah, I gotta go with pulled pork though. Yeah. Would tenderloin, would brisket be considered a tenderloin? No, no. Then I'm going to go with pulled pork. Yeah. That's something totally different. Absolutely. Uh, honey baked ham or, well, bacon. Or (laughs) bacon. I gotta go with bacon, but, uh, in a close second place, honey baked ham. Oh, in a very, very far second, not even really considered placed, I'd say, uh, (laughs) honey baked ham. No, bacon all the way. Bacon. Actually, I thought at first he was going to go bacon versus all of these things. Yeah. But that might be kind of boring because we just choose bacon. You know what's funny about how this ties into our topic tonight? Like, uh, you know, English blends, so many people, the first time they ever smoke an English blend or, or certainly smell an English blend, they always talk about uh, how it reminds them of barbecue or how, how it reminds them. It kind of, yeah, it's kind of has a smell when you, I, I'll never like forget the, to it. the first time I opened a tin of uh, Frogmorton. I, I just remember smelling like, like a barbecue charcoal grill. Like, you know, kind of, you just feel like you're, you're just smoking, you know, grilling some kind of meat or steak or something. I don't know. So, Delicious. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, the reason I asked about the Frogmorton early on is because was it Frogmorton, is it cellar that has that kind of meat pineness to it? Well, or is that from no, the, cel- the cellar? They all kind of have that, but the cellar is the one that uh, was uh, obviously aged in the in the whiskey barrel. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. so good. And, and when you open it, you know what's cool? If you ever open a can of it, you see uh, it's got a stave of the whiskey barrel actually in yeah. there. It's like an actually an actual charred piece of the oak barrel that's that's in the can. It's good. It's pretty special. That's good. Yeah. I'll take that with bacon. With bacon. Great questions, Danny. Really appreciate those. Hey, if you got some quick fire questions for us, you can send them in CSR at Pottery.com. Got some great listener feedback in, but uh, hey, first let's uh, make mention of a great, great tobacco sponsoring the show. That, of course, Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake from our good friends at STG and Lane. Now, let me yeah, tell you something yeah. here about this uh, this wonderful, wonderful uh poker chip styled tobacco yeah it really kind of does look like a poker chip. look it's a gorgeous looking tobacco i mean we've talked about this before it's it's a it's an attractive tobacco yeah (laughs) right i mean like you know i'm I'm a married man but uh i I can acknowledge it's it's an attractive tobacco yeah yeah (laughs) there's something about opening uh you know your your pouch of uh Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake and seeing those medallions with just a real Beautiful. crisp uh, center of, um, of Black Cavendish there in the middle surrounded by the Virginias and Burleys that just make it so so tasty and uh, so anyway I think um, you know it certainly like all the other tobaccos we've talked about tonight it's one of those that if you haven't tried uh, you know you, you haven't really gone the full spectrum of those mm-hmm. classic pipe tobaccos that's right and, uh, we certainly highly recommend you try it uh, the Peter Stokeby 
luxury bullseye flake from our friends at Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Yeah, and if you've got some, take a picture of it before you break it apart. Take a picture of it because, I mean, there's really, it's such a cool pattern. So uh, send that in too as well. And hey, we want to thank the good folks over there at Lane and STG for helping make this show happen. And if you can smoke luxury bullseye flake without tearing it apart, Tell us how you do that. Yeah, I was about to say, is I that even know, possible? I want to know how you do that. There are people that do that. And 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 I think they might be uh, witches. <laughs> I, I, I think if you're might, a witch, let us it know. Might take some, <laughs> it might take some type of supernatural power. You know what it is? In order to, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying. Maybe that's what, uh, remember when we had Russ Hicks on? Yeah. And uh, and he was he was walking us through the artwork that he had did. There was one of a witch who was being burned in Salem while she was smoking a pipe. It's it, she that's was, what she was smoking. She was smoking the the bullseye flake. Russ, was that right? Let but, us know. <laughs> Let us know. I'm just saying. I, I think to 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 smoke that successfully uh, without tearing it apart it requires some type of supernatural power. <laughs> Moving right along. She got better. She got better. Your, your thoughts, thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. Got a great comment in uh, YouTube. This one's coming in from uh, Jordan, who says, "My family makes biscuits." Oh my gosh, forgot about this. Yeah, Ooh, we, what we, is we got hammered last week. How uh, come? Well, because the gravy thing. We we didn't know. First of all, we're from the South, and we right. got this gravy thing mixed up. Okay, but apparently, chocolate gravy means chocolate gravy. Like gravy that, like actual chocolate. I guess. And then, and then I've red never gravy. Heard of such things. Red gravy means like gravy from ham, like some sort of ham gravy. I've never heard of it. This is, of not, yeah, this is not our wheelhouse. There's either, yeah, it's not. There's either brown gravy or that white gravy that you put over a biscuit. Which is gross. I'm sorry. I do not. Come like on. Dude, what is know, wrong know, with you? I know. I know. Everybody loves it. I just, I can't God stand it. Jordan, uh, <laughs> Jordan writes I bet in. you don't like boiled peanuts either, do you? It depends on the day. So, sometimes communist (laughs) (laughs) jordan writes in he says uh, my family makes biscuits and chocolate gravy for most holidays and by chocolate we mean actually making it from cocoa sugar and milk had no idea Uh, he he says it has the same consistency as the old gravy uh but is indeed chocolate and then a couple of other folks uh mentioned on facebook about the ham gravy thing interesting uh, i had no idea that's awesome look i'm glad that y'all are keeping us on i mean gosh you know y'all y'all give us credit for teaching you guys experts out there y'all are teaching us so much well you didn't none of these you didn't know how to eat cornbread and milk before our radio show oh man that's a that's a blast from the past we need to do that again we do oh man Uh, next one in is an email we got can you read that one for us (laughs) i sure get this from uh tyler bradford he says uh my name is tyler i've been listening to your show for a while now and finally made it through all the episodes i live in chattanooga tennessee beautiful city love chattanooga um and my truck parts and i'm a truck parts delivery driver uh so i get to listen to you guys for about eight hours a day throughout the work week so it didn't take long for me to get through all your episodes i found myself laughing for the most part uh you both are very enjoyable to listen to unless until we're doing the british accents Mm. (laughs) i also love that you guys talk faith and philosophy uh as well as some nerd talk which i love boy we got plenty of that and i can't believe you're able to come up with new material each week just amazing uh, i've been pipe smoking off and on for the past few years and have finally decided to carve my own pipe man that's great uh so you, your most recent episode was timed perfectly it became one of my favorite episodes man. i gotta ask Bo, what did you think about the rogue one trailer uh one more thing one reason I love your show is that it makes me feel like I'm there hanging out with you. Uh, some of my best friends have moved away, so I don't get to see them as often as I'd like. So you give me the chance to feel like I'm in the same room with you as my best buds. 
I'm tearing up a little bit. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are awesome. Thanks for taking the time to read this, Tyler Bradford. Brother, man, what a what a great honor. Yeah. Thank you so much. And by the way, like before I let Bo comment on the Rogue One trailer, um, I you know that that if if you feel that way, we have accomplished exactly what we set out to do, which is um, engage you know our our good friends uh, across the world, just in a way where 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 it's like you're here, you know, right. and, and and we get to you know have this community. Uh, almost like your your own tobacconist, but you know where wherever you're at, and so uh, that's why even why we like to have this set up where you're you know if you're watching live, you're viewing us right across from the from the tobacco bar with the tobaccos behind us, and um, you know this is this is home, so treat this like your living room, and uh, man, we're we're glad you're we're a part of your life. Yeah, Tyler, I can I can totally relate to when I uh, when when. Uh, after I got married, my wife and I moved to, to Memphis and I didn't know anybody there. And so listening to podcast was, I mean, there was a sense of, you know, community that came with that and, and a sense of kind of feeling like, um, you know, you had this kind of connection with the podcasters you were listening to. So I, I totally, I appreciate what you're saying, man. We, uh, we, uh, that's awesome, brother. Thanks so much for being a, uh, being a friend and listening. Uh, yeah. Rogue one. Have you seen this? I have. Did you really? You I actually it. saw the trailer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I, I I woke up. I think it was this morning. Actually, I was reading uh what CNN or some you know some news source in the morning. Uh-huh. I get up and kind of bleary eyed, drinking my coffee, and I was like, they had like something that said like Star Wars spinoff trailer debuts or something. I clicked on it. I was like, oh, that's a thing. I'm glad that I'm glad yeah, that Tyler was, asked about this because yeah, I good. wanted to talk about really, it on the show. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's look. I mean, yeah. I was not. I did not think I was going to be this excited for this movie until I saw the trailer, and then something about like you go in and you know there's a feel. <laughs> it's of really it. that hard to get any of us excited about something to do a Star Wars. Well, but like this isn't like the traditional Skywalker lineage. No, you know it's what very I mean? different. Like this yeah. is this is outside the normal scope. But I mean, like yeah. so this is and this is technically a prequel, by the way, because it does take place before the Actually, original before A New Hope. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like you know, they're on Gavin. Uh, you can like the whole the base that they're on feels very much kind of like that last Act Three of. Yeah. of a new hope and yeah oh my gosh when mon mothma is, bless is you. there bless you no, no no don't you dare mon mothma <laughs> you know who i'm talking about right no many bothans died to bring us this information oh yeah that person no so, okay so this is really crazy she looks by the way this actress they got looks exactly like the actress from the old trilogy okay, so different actress it's a different actress interestingly right. enough though she did portray mon mothma in a deleted scene from revenge of the sith okay uh as kind of okay. a younger mon mothma and she looks the part like Honestly, the whole thing looks five times. No, 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 don't, don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it. It, The whole thing looks fantastic. It's got my nostalgia going big time. There was something about seeing Mon Mothma that really that that did it for me. I was like, okay, I I am in. I am in a thousand percent. There's something special about this. Uh, The new character looks great. I'm, you know, there's a lot of speculation about her. Uh, I would not be surprised if the the name that we've heard for her ends up being just a code name. I think she's a double agent. I think she actually is an Imperial. My guess is she might end up being Mara Jade. And for some of you out there, you know who what that name means. Golly. So anyway, I'm just I, putting that out there. I, I like Star Wars, but but you lost it me. T- took at, you uh, too far. You lost me at my mouth. Right. But anyway, uh, if yeah. We, if we lost you, we lost a large portion of our audience. So th- that's my thoughts on it. We'll move along. Yeah. But, move but along, a move along. cool trailer. Yeah. Check, check out the Rogue One trailer if you haven't seen it yet. So <laughs> Do you hear the wa- Niagara Falls coming through our front door? Yeah, unfortunately, not too bad. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like it, it, this place is a dive. I mean, <laughs> it's char- it's charming. I think that's no, what you're people, supposed to say. Yeah, people pay good money for that uh, yeah. rotten wood up front. You know, <laughs> like me paying the rent for this shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's charm, man. It's, uh, it's that's good. right. That's it's right. 
Uh, Nick in the Valley writes in on iTunes. He says, uh, you can tell these guys know each other and are used to hanging out and talking. The conversation flows naturally with, with great transitions and structure, i.e. it sounds like you've dropped in on a friendly conversation in the shop. Importantly, the content is awesome. These guys cover topics related to pipe smoking, tobacco uh, that I can't find anywhere else. I'm glad uh, I'm glad a friend introduced me to the show and keep it up. Nick in the Valley, thank you so much. Thanks, brother. We appreciate that a bunch. Absolutely. And so glad that one of your friends turned you on to the show. You know, we've mentioned it before in the past. We really probably should mention it every single episode. But, you know, one of the greatest things that you can do for the, for the show is not just head over to iTunes and write us a review, but tell your friends. I mean, you know, when, Please you, go, do. when you go to your local pipe shop, ask, you know, hey, do you listen to Country Squire Radio? You should check it out. Uh, when you're when you're hanging out with your friends, if, if you know a friend that smokes a pipe, mention it. You know, if you know a friend that you're not sure whether or not they smoke a pipe, mention Country Squire Radio. It's a great entry level for a lot of folks. We've actually gotten a lot of folks that you'd be surprised that have 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 started listening to the show before they smoked a pipe just because they thought it was an interesting concept. And then, you know, because the nature of our conversations yeah. here have given it a shot. And now, I mean, some of those people we're in contact with regularly. It's really fascinating. It, like, it, it is interesting. The percentage of folks that listen to the show that don't actually smoke a pipe. Yeah, but but my interests are the ones that we convert. <laughs> <laughs> I baptize you in the name of no, no, and no, Parikh no, and no. Virginia's. Doing the whole tobacco Jesus thing, man. Bring it back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, guys, we love uh, y'all checking out the uh, the show, uh, heading over to iTunes, writing us those reviews, yeah. checking us out on the uh, Satchel Podcast Player as well. Uh, and you know what? We love uh, keeping up with you throughout the week. If you haven't done so already, you should be following us on Twitter, at Squire Radio. You can follow us personally as well. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. All that contact information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Like when you can tune in to the show. In fact, you can tune in every single Monday night at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. That is 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Uh, we'd love for you guys to uh, tune in, tweet into the show while you're uh, while you're watching. I saw somebody throw up a poll on whose English accent was worse. So I can't wait to find out the results of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, frankly, Bo, I'll be disappointed if... If I win, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so will I. I, I, I think, I, I think, I think you win. I forfeit. I forfeit. Nice. I like it. Uh, but like, guys, uh, so check it out. CountrySquareRadio.com for all that information. Yeah, and, and uh, Chicago, so close. Two weeks away. Man, it's three right weeks there. away. Uh, two and a half weeks. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, we're, we're on the knocking on the door, man. Uh, also, thanks to Danny for uh, giving us some uh, great quick fire questions tonight. I'm actually uh, smoking my bird and bear pipe that Danny made hey, himself uh, tonight. Uh, by complete coincidence, actually, I was I, with you when you bought uh, that, wasn't I, I? I? Yeah, we were sitting. Uh, we were about to go uh, uh, meet with our friends at um, at, at Lane STG, yeah. at Lane and, and Scandinavian Tobacco Group, and uh, I was uh, in a booth at a restaurant. Y'all were eating um, terrible steak, terrible, terrible steak. Oh, if you can um, even call it steak. And uh, yeah, I think I think it was alive at some point. And uh, and I uh, spent uh, a good a goodly sum, but well worth it on this uh, <laughs> this beautiful smoking machine. <laughs> it's a beautiful bite, man. It's Danny great. Y'all be work. sure to check out uh, Danny's work at. Uh, Bird and Bear, uh, I believe it's birdandbear.us. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and put on our scuba gear and hey, let's go have a night. <laughs> See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit potisteri.com.